Welcome to another episode of Level Up. My name's Katie, and I'm happy that you joined us for another episode. Today, we are bringing you a recording from our OTB 100 session. Uh, it is the first one that we did this coming week, or this past week, I guess, and it was all about establishing your focus. So you guys are going to be able to tune in, listen to what we talked about last week, and for the next several weeks, we're going to be bringing you all the sessions that we're getting together for the OTB 100. This is the last 100 days of the year. And this program is all about setting yourself up for a very successful 2022, all the systems that you need to put in place for your business to get you ready to go and excited to accomplish some big goals for next year. So listen in on this episode. And if you want to join the live sessions, we have the link to the Zoom uh, in our show notes. So check it out and I hope you like it. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage, and in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Well, welcome everybody to the first week of OTB 100. We're very excited that you're here. Uh, if you don't know what the OTB 100 is or you didn't participate with us last year, basically it's the last 100 days of the year. We are putting a lot of focus um, onto your business and just allowing and, and being a support for you guys to set up your systems for your business so you're ready to hit the ground running in 2022. So we've switched a few things up this year just based on feedback and based on what we felt was a better flow for the last 100 days. So this first session is actually a brand new one. And we just felt that it was so important because it's a, a topic that a lot of us are constantly struggling with and that is trying to establish your focus. Yeah, we're, we're going to be diving into this pretty deep today. Um, and it's amazing that I guess the reason that a lot of the, the program this year has changed is by virtue of us going through the program last year and going through the year of putting it into action as ourselves and with our team. Uh, and as with everything, you evaluate and diagnose what works, what could be added. And this was a key element that we didn't really uh, take a look at last year. Um, and so we're going to jump right in. As always, uh, if you haven't participated before, um, this is an open forum for you to ask questions during the session, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're in Zoom, you can use the chat, um, or definitely leverage uh, the Facebook groups, whether it's the Level Up group or the Real Estate Road group that we run, where you can always ask questions and keep, uh, keep on top of the things that you want to know. We are also making sure to make resources available for a good number of the sessions as well as a bit of homework, which we'll get to later. But we're going to jump right in now. And here's what we're talking about today, because we've got to focus on what we're doing. I feel like that's going to be a cheesy joke real quickly. So that might be the last focus joke about focus that I make today. Um, yeah. So we are, we are going to start off, and I know Katie already kind of touched on it, but we're going to start off for everybody who either has gone through the OTB 100 last year or is new to it. We're just going to touch a bit on what it's all about, what it represents. Uh, and then we're going to dive right into this week's 
first kickoff session, which is all about focus. We'll talk about why focus is important. We're going to establish a little bit about who you are, a little bit about the types of realtors that are out there. Uh, and then we're going to bring it all together with some talk about strategy and then uh, a little bit of idea generation. But the fun is in your brains, not ours. So we're going to get a little bit going. And then uh, after that or during, we'll get to any questions that there might be. And then we'll send you on your way until next week. And if I could just jump in right here. Um, and jump if in. anybody jump in, if anybody has their phone on, like it, it, if the sound is on right now, if you guys have something else going on in the background or you're kind of trying to multitask, cause I know we all do this, but if we can commit the next hour or less, um, we, we, we won't take too much of your time, but if you can commit this every single week and just, again, focus completely 100% on this, I guarantee you're going to get a lot more out of it. I have always, like throughout the year, I've done this. I've signed up for webinars and then I've had it going on in the background while I have other things going on and I haven't been able to get the most out of it. So if you can just put 100% of your attention on this presentation, it's going to really, really help you. So hopefully you can, you can do that along with us. Yeah, and then that flows really well into talking about what this whole session is, right? Because we've deliberately put this whole program in an order that makes sense, that one leads to another. And you can absolutely pick up and drop off at any point in time, but there's a reason that this has been put together the way that it is, because the idea of the OTB 100, as Katie said, is this is 100 days. Is it today? Is today the T minus 100? I, I think, I think so. it is. Give or take, we'll give or take that. a day. We'll say it. <laughs> um, it is 100 days until your new year starts. And this doesn't mean you get to switch into planning mode for the next 100 days and not do any business. But it does mean that the earlier you start and the better you're able to put your plan together for next year, whether you're brand new or whether you're a seasoned vet in the industry, the better prepared you're going to be to hit the ground running in 2022. So... Okay, sorry. People are joining. I've got this manual admit thing going on, so I want to make sure people aren't in the waiting room. Um, so this is a breakdown of the agenda. When you signed up, you might have had an opportunity to see it. I will very quickly, uh, I mean, I don't even know if we need to read it because we want to stay focused on today's session, but I, I think yeah, it's important I to get an idea of how this lays out for the rest of the 100 days. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this week, again, establish your focus next week and it's going to build. So you're going to go right into your annual plan next week, which is a big, big piece of this whole program. Um, but this focus piece is really going to tie in and you'll see next week how, how it ties in and how much easier it is for you guys to establish an annual plan because you've put the work in this week in terms of what you're going to focus on. So that's kind of how that blends in. And then, I mean, I'm not, again, I think, I don't think we need to read all of it out, but you know, we've got budgeting, we've got branding, we've got listing and buyer presentation, all of the key pieces that are going to make your business run really efficiently next year, we're going to be working on. And you're going to be at all the sessions. So you will see what they're all about when the time comes. And John was, John, thank you for pointing out we're, we're actually at 98 days. So we're already behind. Okay, ah. so now we really got to get moving on this. Focus, so, people, focus. So welcome to everybody who's here for the first time. Welcome back to everybody who was here in the past. Hopefully that means you got some value out of it last year. I do promise that this year is some of the same stuff, but a lot of new stuff and a lot of uh, important steps that you need to take to get your business going. So let's get into it after our seven minute intro. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help ourselves. <laughs> okay, 
So we are uh, pretty, I, I haven't always been big on quotes, but this time around, I threw in it. I've rubbed off on you. <laughs> I know. Well, so, 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 well, you know what? The quotes, they, they stand the test of time because they make sense and they're worth something. So the quote here is really what we're talking about right now. Your focus determines your reality. Okay. Whatever it is that you're putting your attention towards, if it is pinpoint on something and a goal and a, and a structure and a strategy, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is what you're living is what you're focused on. So if you're distracted, if your mind is in a million different places, it makes it very hard to keep things centered on what it is that you're after. Um, and everybody's goal is different, which we're going to talk about too. And we talk about this with our agents a lot as well. Your goal might not be to be a millionaire. Your goal might not be to have a new client every week, but whatever it is that your goal is, if that's what you build your focus around, that is what will become the reality of the work that you're doing. Okay. Okay, so number one is understanding the importance of focus. Um, I think we all know that when we have a clear goal and we know exactly what we're moving towards, the path is so much more clear as well. I think when we've got a lot of goals going on in our head and things that we want to accomplish, there's all of these little um, detours that we're trying to take in our head and where do we go next? So in order to have a clear path, you've got to have a clear goal um, and that ultimately avoids the distractions, it avoids you procrastinating and the delays that you start putting into your, your daily schedule. Um, and it also allows you to evaluate how far you've come, where you're going, um, how you are to your goals. Um, it, just, it, it just makes everything so much more simpler when you're going day to day, week to week, month to month, um, in terms of, of what you want to accomplish for the next year. Absolutely. It's, it's, I can tell you that like you said, I don't think there has been a presentation or, or a seminar or anything where I haven't had my mind in a few different places. As I'm sitting here right now hosting the session, there's a screen up above me. There's a phone to my right left over here. There's another meeting going on on the other side of the door. It's very difficult. Like, thank God for headphones that are sort of noise canceling, but it's very difficult to keep focused. And I know we keep saying the word focus, but that's what this is all about. And so to all of you, I'd be shocked for all the people who are watching this right now, if the majority of you have been staring at the screen throughout this presentation. And again, we'll challenge you to try to do that. But the idea is the less distraction you have, the better ability you have to build on what it is you're trying to do and to keep a strategy alive and keep it going. This is also really important. What you do and who you are they will intersect, but they're two different things, okay? You can't compartmentalize your job and even your goal with the type of person that you are. And I think too many of us, especially in the real estate industry, but in all industries, people fall into this expectation of what you're supposed to be, how it's supposed to look, and how you're supposed to do it. And that doesn't always mesh or go parallel to the type of person you are. And that makes it very difficult to be true to yourself and to be successful. If you're trying to fit the mold that you believe makes sense when it really isn't the type of person you are. And that is one of the main reasons you might inhibit your ability to focus on what it is you're trying to do because you're trying to focus on something that isn't you, if that makes sense. Was that a little too paradoxical? Mm -hmm. Is that even a word? No. A word. Okay. 
make it a word. <laughs> who are you? All I right. feel like once upon who a time. Who are I, you? I feel like I was that guy on the left once. I hope I'm not him anymore. Even though he looks like a very <laughs> pleasant guy. I don't I don't fault I, anybody for being him. I feel like I'm the woman in the middle, just hiding away on my computer, like completely <laughs> an introvert. <laughs> we, um, but it's, it's often we've got boxes like that in our house when the kids bring them home and we should steal the box from the kids and get on our computers <laughs> to get away from them. That's right. Um, but I think a lot of times we get into this industry and we see what other people are doing and want to do it for ourselves or we're told what to do and it really doesn't fit with who we are. And this session is a lot about really asking yourself that question, who are you? Um, and, and how can you be a successful salesperson in real estate um, in a way that is going to continue on for the long term? Because anybody can put in place short-term activities to get short-term results, but if, if this, career is something that you're looking to do for the long haul, which I think most of us uh, are, are here for, um, then you're going to you're going to need to establish who you are and pick and choose activities and attract the people that you want to work with, because that's ultimately what's going to fulfill you in this career. So that's the first thing we want to delve into. Who are you? <laughs> I know who I am. Uh, no, but But honestly, this is way more difficult than we're making it sound. This is not uh, during the course of this hour activity. This is something that takes a lot of self-reflection. It takes a lot of courage to be able to not just identify who you are, but also identify who you're not. And most people that I run into, myself included, in this industry at one point or another, really want to be all things to all people. When mm -hmm. you're starting you know, any business that comes your way is good business and any approach that you can take that might get you leads makes sense. But when you approach things that way, what do you sacrifice? You sacrifice focus. And in doing that, it makes it very difficult to have, like you said, any sustained success, if any success at all. Um, and what happens when you wear so many different hats because you're not taking the time to really identify what makes the most sense to you is you really don't move forward at all. If anything, you move backwards because you get frustrated with either minimal gains or the frustration of how come it's not working for me? How come, how come everybody else is getting things? I'm hearing static here. Is that just on my earphones? Or is my voice all robotic right now? I, I don't hear anything. Okay, I just wanna make sure I'm not a robot, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, but these are, these are three examples. I mean, these are visual representations of three very different types of people. All of them are good in their own right. Okay, none of these is right and none of these is wrong. Your Shooter McGavin on the left there is a super friendly, personable sales guy. Maybe he's door knocking. Maybe he's that kind of guy who likes meeting people. Um, Katie in the middle is, you know, the type of person who likes to get down to work, probably prefers quiet time, um, you know, and, and, you know, maybe automation and systems are big and important to her, but that's how she can be the most successful and most efficient and effective. And on the right there, you know, hands touching each other aside, I promise there's a more COVID friendly picture coming up later in the presentation. But <laughs> sometimes you really thrive when you're among other people, when you're working on a team, um, when you're supporting each other, and have you know people to go to for help and people that you like to give help to. So 
all of those have their benefits to them. All of those can be successful and will be successful if you're able to identify that for yourself. That's right. So there are four major archetypes um, in real estate. Um, and you could probably fall within a, like one of these up to, you know, a few of these. Like it doesn't, we don't, we're not, we don't want to put you into a box, but I think it's important to identify more of the major char characteristics that identify you uh, as an agent. So the four uh, ones that we're going to be going through today are networker, converter, prospector, and marketer. So we'll delve into those uh, in the next slides. Okay, let's go to the next slide then. You said you don't want to put them in a box, but we just established that some people <laughs> might actually work in a box or wish they could. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, now, now we're more COVID appropriate. Look at that. That's better. Yeah. Okay. Right. So a networker, um, by definition, this might be something that is, is a pretty clear definition to you, but the networker is the type of person that really thrives being around people. Um, you know, they enjoy talking, they enjoy having conversations, getting to know people, building relationships, definitely prefer to be in person versus on the phone or things like that. And is also an initiator. So, somebody who's not afraid to go up to a group, go up to somebody and start a conversation, very personable um, and comfortable in groups, comfortable with hearing themselves. That's what a networker is. And this falls within a bit of a more traditional sense of a way that people get to know each other. I think networker is one of those archetypes that would have been you know, a tried and true version of what a successful salesperson could be and still is to this day. Because, and I say that only because not all four of the archetypes are necessarily of the traditional nature that people might have been used to 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. And I think like activities within real estate that would apply to a networker would be somebody that is holding seminars, maybe for a first time home buyer or investors and who are like kind of work in the room, getting to know everybody that's there. They're great with names. Like if somebody tells them your, their name, they remember it and they keep it in mind for the next time that they see that person. So that would be an example of a, a, a marketing activity where uh, a networker would really do well. Look at that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so prospector. Um, a prospector is, a I, I would say again, a more traditional salesperson. They're the people that love the thrill of the hunt. Like they go out, they look at a street that they're going to door knock and they are excited to do it. And I know a lot of new agents absolutely hate the idea of like the cold calling thing. Um, but there also are agents and there's a few that work in our brokerage that love it and do so well at making those connections. Um, it's, it's about, you know, it's, it's the people that have an exclusive listing and are able to go out on their own and find that buyer that is going to connect back to that listing. So there's, there, there's a lot of people out there like this. And then there's other people. And I feel like you either are definitely a prospector or definitely not. I don't think many people really fall in the middle. Um, so they love cold leads. They're a self-starter. Um, and again, it's a more traditional type of salesperson. Yeah. This is, this is your door knockers. This is your cold callers. This is, you're going out there and you're finding it because it's not being given to you, but you love that. And that, that adrenaline rush you get from landing a lead is what drives you. And I can see John, I think you are a networker. John just said he's a, 
he's a networker, but he doesn't remember names, and that's that's okay. Yeah. It's not a it's not that's a prerequisite okay. <laughs> to remember the names. Maybe that's yeah. that's a part of the strategy for this year. But uh, it's been a long year of not seeing a lot of people in person. So it's true. So we yes. get we get to restart in January. Um, <laughs> so the third type, a converter, and this is not the type you use for your television. This is somebody who converts leads into business. So the easiest way to look at this is somebody who is part of a system where the leads are provided. This is not someone who wants to go out there and generate cold leads for themselves and do the hunting. They want the hunting done for them, but they want to do the killing, so to speak. Maybe that's a bad visual. But wow, want... it's aggressive. <laughs> well, okay, they don't want to do the killing. You don't want to kill your leads. You probably won't do very well. Um, but the, the converter, uh, think of the brokerages that are out there that provide leads like guarantee leads, or if you're a part of a system or a technology or have a website that automates lead gen and those sorts of things to you, you don't want to be out there finding the leads and you don't necessarily mind if they're cold or warm or hot, but you want to have that list given to you and you want to have your system where you're able to then take your sales, uh, your sales, what's the word I'm looking for? Your sales drive. Drive. Oh. Sure. Well, it's just your sales, your talent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know where I was going with that. But you want, you want to be able to take these leads and then turn them into clients. That's what a converter does. You're converting people from lead to client and you love it. Routine is a big deal for you. So you want to be able to know what's happening, sit down at your desk every morning, probably work at the computer and on the phone and bring up today's list and just go to town in a very routine sort of way. That's what you enjoy doing. Exactly. And last but not least, and guys, comment in uh, the chat or if you're on Facebook, comment in the Facebook chat about uh, what type of archetype appeals most to you. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be everything. I know both Beverly and John said that they're not good at remembering names. That doesn't mean you're not a networker. That just means it's something that you have to work on. But <laughs> um, I think a lot of us will say that we're networkers for sure in this business, but I'd, I'd be curious to know what everybody else thinks. You'll still um, be invited anyway. to the events. You'll still be invited to the events, even if you don't remember <laughs> the names. Yeah. Um, so a marketer, now this is more of a newer type, I would say in real estate, um, as we get more into like the personal branding of real estate agents, like that's the most important part. Um, if, if that is what you believe, then marketing, a marketer is the type of person that you probably are gravity gravitating towards. You want to build that personal brand for yourself. You have that creativity. Um, you enjoy probably using social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, in, in order to establish your brand and allow people to get to know who you are. Um, and most of the time, these people are very comfortable with video. They don't mind showing their face. They don't mind hearing their voice. And they just put themselves out there. And people will get a really good idea of who they are right away and determine whether or not they want to work with that person. Okay, so th those are the four and you can think about I know we've talked in the past about like disc profiles or Myers-Briggs or things like that. This is a similar without the complicated test to go with it approach where you're going to fall into one or a couple of these buckets and you need to do the self searching to figure out what it is that best represents who you are and what you enjoy and how you want mm -hmm. to work your business, which is really important. 
Yeah. And I have not seen somebody say prospector yet. So <laughs> there's, I mean, we, we've got, we've got oh, one, AJ, AJ's a prospector. There, there we go. go. And I was going to say one of the agents at our brokerage is as prospector as anybody I've ever met in my life. And he is amazing at it. Yes. Um, but it speaks to the fact that people are very different and people can be very successful in very different ways, right? You don't have mm -hmm. to put yourself into one column in order to be successful. Um, and this is how to wrap that all up with a bow. To make your strategy, it's not about what am I doing, it's first about what am I not doing. The essence of strategy is choosing what not to do. Let that sink in, okay? Because if you're one of those people like I talked about before, who wants to be everything to everybody, doesn't wanna say no to any opportunity, and will pick up the phone for anybody, it will be very hard not just to be successful, but to stick to any sort of a strategy. You won't have a strategy if you're doing everything. You need to be able to pick a lane and stick mm -hmm. to it because that's what strategy is. Yeah. Well, and think of all of the different companies that are out there that are constantly bombarding us with marketing messages and you need this tool in order to be successful. I mean, I think we're, we're, we're literally attacked every day with all of these messages and there's all of these podcasts out there and YouTube videos and seminars like this. And it's like, you need this. And then you go down the road and then you pivot and go down another road because you're constantly bombarded. So you have to realize that you have to like keep going on the path that you've set out for yourself. And if there's a tool that fits within that um, like strategy, then okay, let's take a look at it. But if it has nothing to do with what you want to do, if you're if you want to look at like a a lead gen company, but you have no intention, you're not a converter, then keep going. Don't don't worry about that thing that's trying to get you to buy it or to get that monthly subscription. Like we've got to keep the focus on what makes sense for us, and just know that you're not alone when you feel like you're being bombarded constantly with with all of these messages and all of these tools that you think will be good for you, but really it's just a distraction for ultimately what you're trying to do. Right. And I mean, we probably, well, definitely over the course of, of this whole OTB 100, we will reflect on our own journey and what we're dealing with as well, because this is, this is the crux for us of how we can actually keep moving forward and stick to a strategy because we've had our fingers in a lot of different pots and only recently have we started to really determine what it is that is in line with what our strategy is and what our goal is. Um, and if you can't do that, beyond just this success versus not success, you'll burn out. You'll be confused. You'll burn out. You won't have any time left to spend on the things that aren't your business, which is really important. And that in itself should be part of your strategy. Um, yeah. But just take the time to really understand what it is that's important to you. And that's what we're going to get into here um, with the, the meat and potatoes of the focus <laughs> here. So we've established now those buckets and those sort of evaluative tools that you can use to identify what type of a salesperson you are, what type of a person you are. And now we're going to jump in to actually turning it into something tangible that you can take out of the session and move forward to the rest of the OTB 100. All right, so a few other questions that we wanna ask you guys. Uh, number one, um, who is your audience? This is also just as important as who you are. Um, so determining who basically you're going after, who you're trying to attract. 
Um, is it going to be in the field of like a demographic? Like, is it going to be millennials? Is it going to be uh, uh, people that are, are older that are transitioning to maybe like a retirement residence or something like that? Um, or is it a location? Do you want to geographically farm your own neighborhood? That's a very common way um, that actually a lot of new agents start out and that existing agents um, gravitate towards because if you're in your neighborhood and you're and that's your area of practice, it makes it a very easy um, job for you. Um, or do you want to speak to your existing network? Do you have a large network already that you can uh, talk to every day and develop relationships and start giving them tools in order to to do business and to, to look into real estate um, opportunities. So there's all different ways to look at it. So that audience piece is really, really important in terms of what makes sense for you. That's right. And John, so yeah, John just commented, people looking to move west from Toronto to either uh, Halton Hamilton or the Niagara region. So that's great. Like very generally this group is over 30 with a budget of 800 K and more. So perfect. Like this is an example of somebody that's really narrowed down their focus, their audience. And that's how you build a business around that. Um, so that's really good. Yeah. And I, I skipped past the part about the archetypes because we talked about that and we will get to that in a minute, but this breaks down what you were saying a little bit deeper. So these lists can go on forever. It goes without saying that this is just a sample size that'll help you get on your way if you haven't given it thought or you don't know what we mean specifically when we talk about these headings, demographic, client type, location, network. John pointed out a great example of what we'll also talk about, a buyer avatar, which we're gonna talk about in a future session. Right now, what is it that you're after? And I will say a couple things here. There's a lot of different bullet points here in a bunch of different buckets. And there's not a science to how many of these or how few of these that you should be looking for, but there is um, what I would call, I guess, a maximum that leaves this into a bit too much for it to actually be considered focus, uh, if that makes sense. So for example, if you are, are saying, well, my audience is you know, people over 30 who fall into any of those client types, who might be maybe urban, maybe rural, uh, and also my, my personal network. Okay, you've, you've kicked out people under 30, and that's it. That's more focused than everybody, but it's not mm -hmm. focused enough to be able to determine and put together a strategy that's going to be effective for you, right? Yeah. Um, John had a very specific uh, uh, sort of avatar or, or description of what his audience represents. Um, you don't need to necessarily feel that you're pigeonholing yourself to something that narrows it down to, you know, a few hundred people that are out there. However, the more specific and focused this audience is, the easier it will be to put together an effective strategy to stick to it and to really hit home with the people you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... Going through these, you know, demographics, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to demographics, things like gender, things like culture, marital status, income, education. Um, the client type, uh, in a sense, is a more specific version. It's not necessarily demographic related. This is more where is somebody in their real estate journey or their own real estate road, if you will. Um, is it someone who's getting started? Is it people, maybe you're, maybe you're interested in working with people who are doing leases. We, we deal with a lot of 
new agents mm -hmm. who want to focus on leases to learn the industry, to learn the paperwork and to really, um, you know, grab what might be considered lower hanging fruit for people who find it difficult to find that initial business. Um, downsizers, maybe it's, uh, you know, estate sales, maybe it's industrial or commercial. Uh, it, there's really a bunch of different types of people you might be looking at. And the more you can hone in on what specifically you want to focus on, the easier it will be to put something together. Uh, yeah. yeah. And as, as an existing agent, if you've been in the, in the business for a while, you might have, um, already a very specific type of audience that you, you not necessarily work with. I think there's a difference between like what your focus strategy is and ultimately like who, who else is going to be working with you? Because my tar not my target, but I find I gravitate and, and I get a lot of referrals from, um, a lot of professional young women um, who are looking to buy their first home or an invest an investment property once they've purchased their first home. That doesn't mean that's only who I'm working with, but that I, I, I appeal to them because that's how my message comes out in my social media through my marketing um, and, and through just all the different ways that I like living my own life. But I still work with um, couples and um, downsizers and things like that. I'm not saying that if somebody comes to me and says, I'm looking to downsize, I have a, a, a Forest Hill mansion and want to move to a condo downtown. I'm like, nope, sorry, not, not within my wheelhouse. I'll take no, it. I'll still I'll work take it. with them. <laughs> I'll still work with them, but um, I still have kind of like a predefined audience that generally um, who are, are the people that I really, really enjoy working with and who I ultimately get a lot of my referrals from. So don't feel like just because you're just determining a specific audience type, it doesn't mean you can't move outside of that if you get referrals or if you just happen to, to speak with people that want to work with you. Yeah. And the strategy builds from what you're defining right now too, right? Like if you are focused mm -hmm. on first time home buyers, your long-term strategy, or if you're focused on leases, is an even better example. Your long-term strategy might be converting them into first-time home buyers, yeah. right? And all, or turning them into investors, or turning them into whatever it is, or finding you know new leads from their family because of the service you gave them. So we we've talked about a lot, and I think this is the case for a lot of people in the industry. Is as you build your career, you're going to find that a lot of your client base can be tracked back to a handful of people, depending on how you do your business. Mm -hmm. And so if this is giving you a kickstart because you're getting started, if this is giving you a refresh because you've been doing it a while, but you really want to focus on something, either way, the success that flows from defining your audience will grow exponentially over time if you stick to it. And it won't be in the audience necessarily or the exact type of transaction that you've set out today. Okay. And I mean, we talked about location and network. I won't go point by point here. Everyone can read, I suppose. <laughs> okay. The fun part for me, at least, maybe this is a bit too much of a <laughs> mishmash of, of visuals here, but it's time. And the goal here is to make the connection. We talked about identifying who you are and we've talked about who you're after. The real key is making the connection to what makes you the most comfortable, what you enjoy and who you are as a business person, as a salesperson, as a realtor, and what sorts of activities and tactics and tangible strategies can you come up with that will speak leveraging who you are to get to the people who you want to have as your audience. 
that is where mm -hmm. your strategy all comes together. And that is where you're able to build the focus. And before we get into the specifics here, this massive set of circles in the middle, which is known as a Venn diagram, is uh, deliberately intersecting in a million spots here, not because you should pick, can you see my arrow when I do this? Does that show up on the screen? Yeah. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. you can pick any one of these openings here and say, okay, well, I guess I can go here because that's all four and he put it on the screen. So I guess that's allowed. What it means is, and I think John alluded to this earlier as well, you might not be strapped specifically and exclusively to one of these. If you consider yourself one, it's fantastic. And always, you know, the more focused you can be on one heading or one type of person, the better. However, it's reasonable to expect or to, to have a situation where you might be two. You might consider yourself, you know, I'm a networker, but I'm also a bit of a prospector because I just really like meeting people talking to people, whether they're cold, whether they're warm. It's just about human connection for me. And I find that I fit into both of these and meeting people in organized settings mm -hmm. or in spontaneous settings are okay. Um, but yeah. I would urge you to stay out of these middle five spots here. Because if you cloudy the waters too much with saying, I think I'm a bit of three of these, or I think I'm a bit of all four, it makes it very difficult to connect anything to the audience you're going after because then you still have a dozen different potential solutions and it will open the door down the road to you losing focus and getting distracted because what you're doing isn't working in week one, month one. And you'll say, well, you know, there were 11 other things that still fit and they said, all I have to do is make a connection. The goal here is to get specific enough so that next week and beyond when we start working on the annual plan, you're able to really bring it together in such a way that you've got specific and focused goals or focused strategies that will lead you to your goals. That's right. And one thing that uh, Samantha noted on the Facebook group is she's drawn, she, she's certain things, but she's drawn towards that marketer um, archetype and, but she doesn't see herself as that right now. Um, so that's also something to consider if it's something that maybe you can't define yourself as that right now, but it's something you'd like to do. That's something that you can start thinking of implementing into your annual plan, because if it's something you want to do, that's going to just drive you and motivate you to work towards that. So, um, that that's, it, it's great to kind of, want to look into all of these things. And I think marketer, especially like for all of us, as we progress through our careers, as, as things start to uh, modernize a little bit in the real estate industry, developing that personal brand for yourself is going to be super important. I really don't think it's about the brand that's behind you, like the brokerage. It's about you as a person and who you're speaking to. Um, so that marketing piece is something that I think a lot of us should start kind of putting in our minds, how are we showing up and how are we, what is our messaging um, out there for the people that we're looking to attract? Mm -hmm. And John just asked, yes, this will be on the Facebook group following this. We're live on Facebook now. So I think that live presentation will just live forever in the Facebook group, but uh, we're also recording the session right now. As and we we'll do. send it out. Yeah. yeah, we'll send it out. So if you did sign up through the Zoom link, we've mm -hmm. got your email address. So Opt out in the chat if you don't want further emails from us. <laughs> Got to stay Pipita uh, uh, compliant. Um, okay. But yeah, I think that that was a really important point, though, is what you are today or what you feel you've been doesn't necessarily have to dictate what you want to become or what you're mm -hmm. interested in being. 
And a lot of people are scared about pursuing the thing that interests them because they don't think it's like them. The number of people we've talked to who are afraid to do their first video, right, is an example where everyone's first video sucks. Like our first video, our 10th video, probably I, now, I mean, this is, you know, this is a yeah. fun seminar, but we're not, we're not like doing this, like we're not, we're not like an, an Inman broadcast that's out here for everybody to see, but it's something we enjoy and it's part of what we really value about what we feel we can offer. And so we're following our own strategy and our own goals to do what it is that we enjoy doing. And we urge you to do the same. The key is being able to leave a little piece behind of what you want to not be doing anymore. You can't say I want to hold on to everything I am and keep adding to it because that's when distractions get into place. And that's when you build in excuses into, you know, your day to day when things aren't going exactly as planned. And it's important to know that it doesn't matter how seasoned you are. Not every day is going to be a slam dunk success story for you. Even though we do talk about small wins, which every day should be a small success story for you. Um, but however you define it, don't allow yourself to fall back into other plans because you get frustrated with things that might not seem to be hitting as quickly as you want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, this is like, I mean, we're not, again, we're not going to go through all the points on this, but you know, to, to give you an example, let's say you're, you're more of a marketer or you'd like to get to that stage that you become a marketer and your target audience is first time home sellers. Uh, I think this is uh, first, uh, first of all, I think first time home sellers is an untapped market that we should start considering going after because that there's so much content that you could produce for that um, type of person uh, because we assume that because they're, they've already bought a home, they know how to sell a home and that's not the case. So if you need an idea, first time home sellers, go after them. I think, I think they'll do really well. But if you wanted to combine those two focuses, you as a marketer could create a video series on YouTube or on Instagram about the steps that a first time home seller needs to know in order to prepare their home for sale. That could be a focus for you for this next year. And that's not going to be the only thing you do, but that again, you'll see in the annual plan, one goal, break it down. And that's what we'll be doing. So that's just an example for you guys, how we intersect those two things and how it, you could make it work for you. Right. And you, you can brainstorm how anything could fit with anything here as well. And that's going to be what you're yeah. tasked with. First time home sellers, you know, the networker you could see right there running seminars, you could do first time home seller seminars. If you're a converter, maybe you've got automated ads that go out there for home valuations for first time sellers or, or home valuations where people are inquiring and that feeds you lukewarm leads of people who might be interested in the value of their home. Right. So these are different approaches um, and there's again an endless list there's stuff people haven't even thought of yet that's the beauty of technology and of our profession with so many people don't be intimidated by whatever the number is now like eighty thousand ontario realtors right now is that what it is eighty thousand mm -hmm. don't be yeah, intimidated by that because Seventy-nine thousand of them are not really thinking about their focus or their strategy and I'm, that's not a fact so don't quote me on that but <laughs> the, the vast majority of people are not taking the time to go beyond what they've been told. And as an entrepreneur and as a professional, it's incumbent on you to take hold of your own career and do what makes you happy and excited to be successful. 
So what now? What now? What know. do you do now? <laughs> we do 97 more days of the OTB 100. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we are going to be emailing you guys out um, a resource for this week um, so that you can start working on what we've talked about today and just being able to write down your ideas a little bit more um, and, and be able to implement it into your annual plan for next week. So do you want to switch over to the, uh, the resource quickly so we can show people what it looks like? Is I will possible? do what I can to do that. Yes. Let me, uh, Actually, you know what? Never mind. I can just talk. No, it. I can just talk it. With ah, I'll try. Ah. Well, you keep talking, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay. So basically, the resource is just again determining who you are, and I think from what I've seen from a lot of you, you kind of already know um, exactly who you are, um, which is great. Uh, but just maybe give it some more thought. Maybe figure out is there an area. Of, of an archetype that I would like to become more of, uh, similar to Samantha. So um, yeah, this is, the, this is the resource here. So if we do go to that next page, I think, yeah. So we're just basically gonna you know, highlight, circle, print this out and just kind of go through what are the different things um, that, that make sense to me. And based on that, what are the one or two archetypes that are uh, of interest or, or, or more, I, I'm more interested in to be? So that's the first step. Okay, and then and we then, jump into, yeah. oh, sorry, Go I jumped ahead. right in there. Um, okay. And then we're jumping into what's your ideal audience, right? So we give the examples there again, but this is where you start putting pen to paper and start saying, okay, what are the types of audience audiences that I'm interested in looking into, that I'm interested in being a part of them in my business and why? And the why is really important here because it's easy to say the type of audience that appeals to me is people buying and selling $5 million plus homes, but think realistically and try to tie the why to the who you are at the same time, if you can, because there should be an intersection there that really brings light to why it is that you're focused on certain people. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing, like, and, and this is something Daniel and I have struggled with for the last few years to be, well, I guess like for, for a while, Forever. Um, but you, you establish what you want to do, but a lot of, most of the time we don't ask us ourselves why we're doing it. What is the purpose of doing this activity? Because I'm a type of, I'm a big ideas person, which can get me into a lot of trouble because I love the idea. I want to implement it. I'll put it into practice. And then I'm like, what, what did that accomplish? Why did I set out to do that one activity? So taking that step back and really figuring that why out is really, really important. And it just really will like, uh, explain your purpose and explain the goals that you've set out for yourself for this next year. Yeah, and, and that's why when we started this week's presentation, that's why we've added this session that wasn't in last year's yeah. OTB 100. Because if you jump right into your plan, it's not wrong. But you can really get caught going down roads that you didn't intend to go down that'll catch you three, six, nine months down the road saying, why did I do that? If you start asking yourself yeah. the question and establish the importance of doing certain things or not doing certain things and why they make sense, think about how much easier it is to make the plan based on having clarity about what it is you're trying to accomplish rather than 
making your plan the determination of what you're trying to accomplish, right? You should already know. And this isn't about number goals or anything like that again. It's about you being happy, you being comfortable, um, and being able to focus on whatever your plan becomes in the weeks ahead. That's right. So yeah, this is just the last page. I put, we put some questions in there just to kind of get you thinking. Um, but just write some notes for yourself. You don't have to have the entire plan in place for this week. That's what we're going to work on next week. But the fact that you've done this work, have a better idea of what it is that you want to focus on for this next year, um, will just allow you to, to put that plan into place uh, next week and, and start working on things like that. So that is all for oh, the, um, that'll be in there, the resource. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that'll be sent out with the recording, uh, today. Uh, so you guys will all have that to work on over the next week. It seems simple, but it's not when you really, really want to dive into who you are and what you want to do, because you're going to be conflicted and a lot of stuff is going to speak to you. Take the time. Mm -hmm. and try to put pen to paper on that because it'll make your planning that much easier next week. All right, have a good weekend, guys.